0: and I'm going to share some things that the Lord spoke to me yesterday um, oh well and when, and Friday night uh, really spoke to me about this conference and um, so it was it was great so last week Brent introduced the series and he told a story about when he was a kid and a teenager he didn't do what he was supposed to do right he didn't really listen to his parents all the time I mean he did he was a good kid but he did kind of what he wanted to do anybody like that Anybody have kids like that? <laughs> Peyton raised his hand. Um, <laughs> now, here's the difference between me and Brent. I listened to everything my mommy and daddy told me, to a fault. <laughs> they said, jump, I said, how high? <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those things where they told me to do something, I listened. My sister, Jenny, who some of you have heard her speak, um, she was the opposite. She was the one that they told her to do something, and she completely, completely opposite end there. And so, and she got in trouble a lot. She got spanked a lot. Um, so, um, I just wanted to share that, you know, when, when, as, as parents, as we are parents, and as we're raised as kids, um, you know, we, we should listen to our parents, Right. Well, if we're going to listen to our parents, or if we should listen to our parents, how much more important is it to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Amen? So we're going to talk about some things about the Holy Spirit today. Um, First, I want to say, the Holy Spirit wants or desires to lead you into anything and everything that you need or want. There is, there's nothing that is off-limits. Everything, it, 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 it is everything. I mean, whatever you're praying about, if you go to the Holy Spirit, he wants to lead you to the right path. And, and when he leads you to the right path, then good things happen, right? So let's go ahead and get into the word right now. John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future now, how cool is that to know, man, we're sitting here going, God, you know, I know that our um logo for this message for this series was you know this way, which way, which way do I go, and we're asking God, and we're asking asking him to lead us into what we should do in our life. There are some things that we pray for that that some things are really big, some things are not as big to. To other peoples, they are, might, might be to you. But we we need to know, and we're going to get more into this, but in know and trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us into the right thing. Amen. John sixteen seven in the Amplified Version, and I like this because it really is descriptive. It says, however, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous, for you that I go away this is Jesus talking because if I do not go away the comforter the counselor helper advocate intercessor strengthener standby will not come to you into close fellowship with you but if I go away I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you now Jesus is promising those that he's speaking to and us in his word that when he goes away he's going to send somebody to help us we want to focus on that aspect of the holy spirit to be our helper but whatever it is that you need if you need a comforter a counselor an advocate somebody to go to the heavenly father for you the holy spirit is there to do that just for you to be there for you so whatever you need all of these i would i would make it a point to look at that amplified version of john 16:7 and Look at those descriptive names of the Holy Spirit. But we have to focus on that and remember that him being a helper is not just limited to serious things. See, a lot of times people think that when we ask the Holy Spirit, it has to be for something big or something serious or maybe something spiritual. Oh, Lord, help me and lead me to preach this message or help me and lead me to um, prophesy to the nation's. Help me, to help lead me to go on a missions trip. All of that is is important, and yes, he answers those. But there are things that he speaks to us and leads us that might not be as big um, as that. Um, sometimes it's a matter of just letting go of control and allowing him to help us and be there for us. Amen. That's happened to me over the last course of the last several weeks. Here and there where I, and I've spoke about this before, but where I, I am trying to take control of every situation without asking for help. <laughs> I know there are, there's more than just you. Come on, everyone be honest. No, Okay, good, everyone's honest. You know, we get a lot of times, even those, those of us that did not raise our hand, we get to where we try to do everything on our own. Without asking anybody, any of our friends, our spouse for help. I am guilty of that. Many times Brent will be like, why haven't you asked me for help to do this? You you know, you're trying to do all this by yourself. But the thing is, the Holy Spirit was sent to be there for us, to help us through everything, no matter what it is. There is nothing that's off limits. So this week, it just seemed like this week was just so busy. Just there's one thing after another. Brent started this this um, building project, which this is not complete, just so everybody knows, he will be finishing it this week. Um, but we are—we really we like we like change in what we see a lot of times, and I know a lot of people that are like that. Um, so um, we're trying to get it all fixed up for next week, the anniversary service. So, so he started this project this week, and then he went out of town. Well, um, he worked here Wednesday, Thursday till five o'clock in the morning. And um, he, I mean, he does that. When he gets working, it's just he just doesn't stop. He just keeps on going until he just can't do any more. Um, and so, anyway, Thursday we got up, got ready to go take him to the airport, and we stopped by here, and he wanted to show me all these different things that maybe needed to still be done. Well, I was kind of getting myself ready. Now, now let me just preface this by saying I was being really self-centered and thinking about what I wanted to do. So, and what was on my mind, so I was, in, in my mind, I'm like, I got I'm going to this women's conference, I've got the, you know, the going to be gone, so I've got the boys that I've got to arrange a babysitter for, and, um, you know, different things, that I got to get the house cleaned up, and I, just different things trying to get done, and I wanted to get my hair cut, and I wanted to get my toenails done, you know, just all this stuff just to get ready, um, plus some other things I needed to get done. And here he's like, okay, well, this needs to be done, can you run there? And a, a lot of it he he shifted to Luke to do, so th- I'm thankful for Luke, because um, there's lots, I can't, I can't do all that, you know, so, um, so anyway, on Thursday, I started feeling really overwhelmed, and because I started thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get everything, everything done, A- and in time, and I just really started getting stressed out, by Thursday night, it nothing was really that big of a deal, but I just started crying. I was like, <gasps> I mean, I got in the car after rehearsal with my kids and drove home, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just tired. And I just, you know, just really feeling sorry for myself. But I didn't ask for help. I didn't ask the Holy Spirit for help, honestly. I was like angry. I was moody. I didn't ask the Holy Spirit to help me and guide me and lead me and show me, okay, what, what needs to be a priority? What do you need to get done? But thankfully, the next day I woke up, spent time in in devotion, and got some things done, and finally was like, if I get to this women's meeting late, I get to it late. It's not a big deal. And I just let it go. And I'm telling you, it gave me a lot of peace. Um, And I'm going to share a little bit more of how I know that I was led to go to that women's meeting. But I want you to know those little things, when we get overwhelmed, for things that might not be that huge of a deal, the Lord cares about that. He cares about how we feel, and he wants us to know, hey, I sent you someone here to comfort you, to hold your hand as you're walking through this and trying to get these things accomplished. Yeah, there might be somebody that's doing a million other things and doing it easily, but we're all different. We can't compare ourselves to to another person. So whatever you need, nothing, nothing is off limits, and we have to... Allow God to remind us of that sometimes, or we need to just remind ourselves of that. So um, there was, uh, Brent was telling a story about a book he was reading about a pastor who was scolding Christians for believing and asking God for a good parking spot or a good deal going into a store. He was scolding these Christians for that. And um, so his argument was, I think God is more serious things to deal with then whether you get a good parking spot or not but that's not that's not the case yeah, I, and i agree with that statement if there's a limit to god's power but if if we believe what we believe from the word of god then we believe that there is no limit to god's power you know i mean there are certain things in life that are serious but that doesn't mean that Praying for a parking spot is off limits. It's not. A lot of times people feel guilty for asking for things. A lot of times they feel like they, they, they get worked up. I mean, I've been there. I, I've gotten worked up because I am, you know, asking God or asking, you know, or complaining, griping about something. And all the Lord says is, ask me. now." I mean, this happened to me not very long ago, and I was griping and griping and griping about some different things. And I was hurt, and I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember, I was just not in a good place, and I was angry, and And the Lord said, ask me for what you need. Ask me for the help. Ask me for, for to comfort you. Just ask me, and I did, and it was like, okay, all right, all right, you're right, like you always are, Lord, you're right. Amen. You know? So the question is, who did, who do we think that God sent the Holy Spirit for, and what did he send him for? You know, I believe that he sent him to help heal world hunger. I believe he sent the Holy Spirit to to actually um, empower others to be endued with power to go out and and to the mission field and help those that are in need, help those that are hungry and thirsty and don't have water and they, they don't have things. I believe that. God sent the Holy Spirit to end human trafficking, and it's happening. Uh, there's, it's still out there, right? But there are ministries that are literally going into these places, into these different countries, and getting these children and these, these women and these men and, and rescuing them from the human trafficking. It may not be completely wiped off the planet, and, you know, but it is working. And it's because somebody listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and went. You know, we go on a missions trip every single year, and you have to, you know, going on a missions trip is not a vacation, right? Um, In fact, if anybody saw a post by Dane and Angela Weister from the church, (coughs) <coughs> they're on their 10-year um, wedding anniversary getaway, and they're in, in Antigua. Well, Antigua was hit hard by Irma and Maria, and thankfully the where they're staying is real nice. I mean, the pictures they posted, um, you know, they're at the pool, and it looked beautiful all right on the water, but the hotel that they're staying in has um, relief efforts to go help those that actually from some of the other islands that came to Antigua that their islands and their homes got destroyed. And so they're having, Dane and Angela have had an opportunity to be a part of, of ministering to other people and trying to show the love of God, which we know they have in them. God leads us to do those kinds of things. He gives us the power. He empowers the believer so we can be led into all things in our lives, all things that we want. He has sent the Holy Spirit to lead us. And the thing is, if we don't know his voice, we're not going to know that he's speaking to us. So we have to know his voice. But if we know his voice, then we hear him say, this is what I want you to do. It doesn't matter if it's go on the mission field. It doesn't matter if it's turn this other direction and go a different route home. That's happened to me many times. And you, and you have that temptation to argue with God and go, that, that can't be you, God, because that's going to take me longer. You know, but when we obey, we have no idea why, why, why am I turning here and it's going to take me five minutes longer to get, to get home. I, I don't know why, but I'm glad that I listened because that, something could have happened that could be worse. Maybe there was just going to be traffic and it was going to take me double the time to get home. You know, simple. That's simple, but it is important. I, I like to use those times where it's like I'm practicing listening to the Holy Spirit and um, just trying to be obedient. God's power is more than enough for everything that we ask for, anything. It's, it's powerful, like we said, it is limitless. It's immeasurable. It is more than enough to end human trafficking. It's more than enough to get us a good parking spot. You know what I mean? It, there is, if we say there's no limit, there's no limit. So if we believe it, we believe it. God's power created everything and is immeasurable only. Listen, it is only limited by our faith. So again, if we don't believe that he can do it, then he's not going to. You know, if we believe he can, then that's going to happen. Mark 6, 5 and 6 says, And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. Jesus was praying for the sick, but there were people that didn't believe. Well, they wanted prayer. They wanted to feel better, but they didn't really believe. And so, therefore, they were not healed. It's not because he was getting tired. It's not because it was a long day and it was the sun was hot. And let me tell you, it's hot. It can, it can get real hot there in Israel. It wasn't that he was out of his power, the allotment of power for the day, but it's because they didn't believe. So we have to believe. With being led by the Spirit, it's the same thing. If we don't believe he's going to lead us in all things, he's not going to lead us in all things because he knows we have a will. I heard somebody say one time that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't force his, his, himself on us. He doesn't make us do something. He wants us to willingly believe what he says to us and that when we are more than willing to accept his leading, based on the importance of what he is saying, then that eliminates the, our human understanding, being believing what he's going to do based on our human understanding. You see what I'm saying? If we, When we believe based on faith, then our human understanding is, is not any longer when it comes to our relationship with God. Amen? Our human understanding is going to not believe because I don't have physical evidence all the time. But God wants us to lead, to, to, to be, he wants us to be led in all things. He wants us to know. I mean, I know this is, sounds repetitive, but I'm just trying to get this across. He wants us to be led in everything. And here's the thing. He knows everything. He knows everything you need, everything you want. He knows every thought you have. Some of that might not be very good, right? <laughs> he knows everything. He knows where the best parking spots are. He knows what stores you need to go to to get the best outfit for next week's anniversary celebration. Lord. What? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, men. Um, (laughs) He knows. He knows where your keys are when you lose them. (laughs) Brett called me the other day. He goes, you know where my keys are. I said, I think you left them on the table, not his keys to his car, but the keys to the building. I never take them out of the car. I don't know how they got there. Well, you probably brought them in. I couldn't have. I said, well, they're on the table. I know. I wasn't even home, and I knew they were there. <laughs> Anybody remember Brent said, I'm not even going to say it, something about the Holy Spirit and the wife, and anyway, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, <laughs> but he knows if you have desire to get a better job, he knows. He knows what job is gonna be best for you. He knows better than you know. Amen. Amen. When we are led by him, he's gonna lead us into the the promise that he has for us. He knows how to make your marriage better. He knows how to get a marriage. I kind of wave over there because there's a lot of single people over there. <laughs> he knows how to gain favor with the bank. I mean, if you're starting a business, you need favor, right? He knows how to end war, how to end human trafficking, how to end child hunger. He knows all of it. You guys getting this? You know? And he knows how to end your pain. If you are physically in pain, he knows how to do it. He knows how to get you healed. He knows how to heal the pain that's in your heart from heartbreak. You know? Knows everything about everything. He has more power than we can ever imagine. When we are feeling tired and drained and stressed out, he's got. He's he's taken. He can take over. Okay, God, I have nothing else. So, oh, here's here's your Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit. Let him take over for you. Amen. So, this conference, um, you know, I, I decided to again. I decided the last minute to go to this women's conference, and I had seen a video by Lisa Bevere and. I immediately, I was dealing with some things in my heart and my mind, and, um, and I watched this video, and I was like, i got to get to that conference. And I had decided, I'm going to invite the ladies from the church. Well, at that point, I didn't really know exactly when it was, um, but I, and I, that's why I got up last week, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's really, really soon, but um, we're going to this conference, and there will be other ones. But I just want, I really felt that we were to go and experienced the ministry of Lisa Bevere. And we got even more because a lady by the name of Amy Dockery, man, she stepped on some toes. She was great. She was really great. She really brought great work. Anyway, um, so Friday night was awesome. And we just all felt, we really felt the presence of God. The worship was amazing. Everything was amazing. The way they do did things, just great. I mean, it's awesome to go to other churches to see different things that they do and how they do things so that you kind of get a vision of how you want as a pastor how you get a vision of what you want and i'll just give this i'll just sneak this in here really quick we are going to have another women's seminar in the next probably early next year so just so you know um it's something that's been on my heart for a long time and anyway so um so I know I was led to attend this conference when I'd seen this video, so we went. So Friday night was awesome. Lord was speaking some things to me about doing a women's conference again. And um, Saturday morning, and, and let me tell you, I was, I w- even though I was, in better, I was in a better mood when I got there and calm, I was tired, and I, I knew I still had to drive back home, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, you know, as soon as the conference is over, I'm going to, I'm going to head, we're going to head home. So I can get some decent sleep before getting up super early in the morning. And they had a, pa- a an after party <laughs> with dancing. And it wasn't, it wasn't Christian music. <laughs> like electric slide, you know. Um, <laughs> it was fun. So, um, and that will happen too. Um, but it was a lot of fun. And at that point I was like, yes, I was like really excited and I looked at my watch and I was like man it's after 10 you know I still got to drive an hour and 15 minutes home and but I was just really excited and um got up Saturday morning got ready to go to the meeting and it really I I had kind of thought you know with the boys have been home with the with Julia who was babysitting um and they love her and so that is always good um I had decided I'm going to leave early because there's just different things that need to happen. And, and um, so I, I was going to leave after lunch. Well, then I was like, oh, I'll just stay for the next session. Um, and so I did, and then Terry and Sandy left, and I thought, I'll just go with them. And then I was like, no, I'll just stay. So then when the next session started, started with praise and worship, bless you, and started with praise and worship. And let me just tell you, the Holy Spirit dropped something on me and I'm just can I be real with you without being judged I need a little bit more response on that you know when you are and it's not just a pastor in the church thing it's it's a human it's a it's a thing you deal with different things about yourself and God deals with you about different things and a lot of times the enemy and I know what was said at these conferences at the conference. The enemy really was trying to attach himself in my thought life. And um, one of the things was I, I've gotten to the place a lot of times where I feel unworthy to do what I'm doing here. And it's not that I don't want to do it at all. I love it. I love I love people. I, I love it. I love singing. I love ministering. But in my some of my weekly private time, and when I'm getting gripey and stuff, I'm starting to feel unworthy. Like, how did I get? How did I get here? I I'm I don't deserve this. There are times that happens, and I know that that's happened to some of you before in c- certain things in your life. And so, um, that was that had been weighing heavily on me. And then, when I when I I started worshiping, I just threw my hands up in the air and started worshiping, and the Holy Spirit said to me. If you're so unworthy, why did why does Brent trust you with the congregation to not only get up and, and do praise and worship, but then step down and do communion, take up the offering, and preach the, preach the message? Do you really think I would call you to do that and enable you to do that if, we, if you were unworthy? And I just broke. I mean, I knew at that point I was led to be there. The Lord was speaking to my heart, and he spoke some other things to my heart as well. Being led by the Spirit is so important. When you are feeling that feeling like I, was, I had been dealing with, you, you need somebody there. And I will be honest with you, I haven't allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to me in, different, in, in those situations. In those, when my mind goes there, I just want to gripe. I just want to be mad sometimes. And I felt this confidence come up within me and it was like oh well of course I mean I started feeling fierce Amen. Amen. you know because two days ago I was like oh, I'm not going to be doing able to do anything freaking out about different things crying to my kids <laughs> about being tired and the Lord drops you can do it why why on earth would I call you to do this if I didn't think you were able So I say to each one of you, if you have doubts in your heart about things that God has called you to do, and let me tell you, when I say that we're going to do another women's conference like we did last year, the reason that we haven't done anything is because I felt unworthy. Because I was hurt by some situations. And I have talked about it. I have almost given the enemy glory for it. Oh, this has been a hard year. I mean, I said it to Terry yesterday. It's been a hard year. That's given the enemy a foothold into my heart. I may be doing okay, but I have allowed the enemy to say, you can't do this. You don't have the help or you don't have this and you're not going to be able to pull this off. If God has called you to do something in your life, you step out and you trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I don't care if it's go to the store and... And you know what? I think he wants me to go to Macy's. They're having a great sale. It's a testimony. I know it seems funny. If he's called you to go to the mission field, you obey. I don't know where I'm going to get the money from. But he told me that I'm supposed to go. Guess what? He will provide. But we have to trust him. And when we don't trust him and we don't step out and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us, then we're taking the power away from him. We're holding it right here, and we're limiting God. Amen. Amen? Amen? So I encourage you, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. One of the things Lisa Bevere said when she was um, speaking was, she said, you know, they, she, they've got four sons, and she said, they're all grown now. Um, boys, uh, they were sitting around the table, and... She said, "Boys, um, can you tell me something you remember from your childhood, growing up?" And they kind of looked at each other and they kind of laughed and they said, "We remember you singing a lot." I don't think she's a singer. I'm pretty sure she's talked about how she's not a singer. And we um, remember you singing and crying in your room on the floor, face down. And she said that she would she would spend time. Because she knew the Lord called her to, to some great things. But sometimes she didn't feel worthy. The background she came from, I mean, was ugly. But the Lord called her to, to infect nations. And so she said she would lay down in a room, face down. She would cry. She would sing worship. She'd spend time in worship that way. And that said to me, you know what? <laughs> the Lord, I should say, the Lord said to me, you need to be doing more like that. Amen. Sometimes we need to do more. A lot of times we need to do more, especially if we're in a place where we're like, we're questioning, oh God, are you leading me? Where are you? Are you in my life? Do you really want me doing this? We need to spend time in his presence. Yes. We don't know his voice if we don't spend time with him. So if you have questions, if you're wondering what the Lord wants you to do, if you're going, Lord, lead me, God, I need you to lead me, I need a helper, I need a counselor, I need a comforter, I need an advocate, trust that he's there for you. All it takes is for you to ask him. Amen. Go ahead and bow your heads. Thank you, Jesus.